0: Welcome to Presents from the Past. Welcome back to another episode of a presence from the past. Um, again, we're talking about investigation techniques and, and proper steps and proper procedures um, to do an investigation. Um, if you want to see more videos like this or more of the Texas Hot videos, be sure to hit the subscribe button down below. Hit the like button, hit the dislike button, leave a comment. Just let me know you're out there. Um, Or you can wait till the end of the video. Hit the like button, dislike button, tell me whether you really liked it or not. Um, But we just discussed talking to the client. And now we're going to go into... This is kind of a preemptive what you would do before you go out to do an investigation of a place and you're going to do your own research you're going to have to look up the history of the place
1: what kind of history are you looking for um I'm just here to ask questions <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah by the way that's that's my sister Dorothy in case you've forgotten my name's Weldon um So when you're looking at history and researching property, the couple of main things you're going to look at are you're looking at the history of the property. You're looking for anything really traumatic that might have happened, um, such as natural disasters, uh, any type of battles, um, any type of deaths, suicides, or tragic events that might be attached to the property. (laughs) Corona. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, when you're looking at that stuff, there, there's so much uh, that can be attached to the property. Like, was there a, a battle that happened nearby? Was there an Indian settlement nearby? Did the, by Indians, I mean Native Americans, of course, um, did the Native Americans find this a sacred ground? Um, was this ever a cemetery? Um, was this ever used as a, a morgue or something of that nature and all that stuff can play into um, stuff that may be going on on the property
1: one of the other things we were talking about a little bit ago was what's actually under the ground is there are there water right. waterways or minerals or so, you know, um different uh, types of rock
0: right and, and Again, this is something that I'm not an expert in, but I have heard plenty of times that certain minerals and water act as like a uh, power source um, giving off their own energy that um, supposedly uh, entities like to use and there tend to be a lot more paranormal activity around these areas where you have these minerals and, and, and water sources and and stuff like that. And there's also other minerals that act as kind of a um,
1: conduit, conduit, or a tape recorder, even.
0: Yeah, and, and kind of the impression of history gets stamped upon it a little bit better than other minerals. So those can all play a factor into it. And if you can find out that information, which I imagine is going to be pretty hard. But if you can find out what type of mineral sources are there nearby. For instance, uh, Baker's Hotel. One of the biggest draws to it was the springs, the mineral water springs. And that kind of plays into why there's so much more activity in that area because of the mineral water springs. Um, But other than property history you're going to have to start taking a look at personal history. And and what I mean by personal history is you're going to have to look at the previous owners. Because they may have had something tragic happen in their life that may leave an impression on the property. uh, Such as a death in a family or um, something tragic that happened that may leave an impression. Or, and this is kind of the Rare circumstances, but sometimes when a person is completely um, at peace at a place and they're not able to transfer over to the other side or, or whatever, they go back to that place where they were most at peace at, or they were most like in love with that place. Makes sense. And so, you know, with, with that, you'd have. You know, you, you have, you know, sometimes you'll hear like a, a a business owner that passed away, but people still claim to feel their presence because that person was most at peace there. That, that was what they loved doing. That was what they wanted to do for the rest of their life. So they kind of get stuck there. And so you're kind of looking for that in a personal history, um, You've also got, um, take into account the clients that are living on the property, their personal histories, what they've gone through. Have they recently lost a loved one? Um, So many times, so many times, I have friends come up to me and tell me that, hey, um, my, my grandfather, my mother, my sister, my brother, somebody just recently passed away. And I feel like they're around me. And they keep asking me, should I do an investigation or anything like that? And, you yeah. know, they, they tell me the littlest things that may clue them in that it could be their, their relative. And um, I had one person that tell me that it was um, their relative constantly jiggled change in their, in their pockets. And so, out of nowhere, they would hear juggling of change, and it would remind them of that person. And so, they would automatically think that that person near them. And I've said this in previous videos, and I'll say it again. If something like that brings you peace, thinking that your loved one is near you or watching over you or checking in on you, don't question it. Just go just with it. Just accept it. Yeah.
1: That was one of the things I was going to say from the psychological standpoint is how much of that is actually the person just looking for that comfort after they've lost someone. Right. And they feel like, you know, every little thing they hear contributes back to that person they've lost. Just saying, hey, I'm here. When in actuality, it's more of your mind just trying to make sense of things. And right, right. bring yourself comfort.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I I, I don't want to be the person that, you know, bears the bad news of uh, there's nothing I can do to prove mm-hmm. that that's what, what's going on. But if that's what you feel like is going on and it's not harmful threatening or, or harmful. threatening in any way, go with it. Just enjoy it while you can, you know. Um, other stuff you're looking for um, on the owners of the property, this is kind of where you start to determine if it's a poltergeist or not. Because if some of the living family members in the property, if, it, if you have a teen boy or a teen girl that's going through a lot of stuff, and we all know that, you know, going through those hormone changes and going through um school and nowadays with the bullies and everything like that, it it's can stressful. be relentless and stressful. So that that could be an outcry. The the poultry guys can be an outcry from that. So all that kind of plays in together. Um and then you can kind of get down to um not only just figuring out if it's, when you're doing the history research, whatever, So many the other questions that I would also ask is if the owners recently brought something into the house.
1: Or recently remodeled.
0: That could be true, because, you know, some entities get kind of stirred up when things are changed from what they originally remember, and most of the time they don't like change.
1: And they may have very well been happy just staying there in the house, and then you tear down a wall and put something else there, and they'll let you know they don't like it. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Um, And what I mean by uh, going back to uh, bringing in stuff from the house, this could be um, something you bought at an antique store, something that one of your family members gave to you or a friend gave to you, And they might not have known um,
1: the history behind it.
0: The history or or that the fact that something was attached to it. Mm -hmm. And yes, spirits can be attached to personal property not just the actual physical property or uh, individual people. Um, We actually did an investigation where uh, there was a lot of crazy stuff going on and the, um, the client that lived at the house, um, she just had all sorts of crazy stuff going on. <clears throat> I'll tell you this story. Okay. So, uh, I'm not going to say where it was or, or anything else like that. I'm just going to tell you kind of the basics of the story. We went out and did an investigation, and we told the owner of the property that we didn't catch a whole lot during our investigation, but anytime you do an investigation, it may stir things up. And so, we we gave her that heads up, and, and we, you know, told her, if anything comes up, let us know, and, you know, we'll be back to help her out. I think it was a couple of days later, her neighbor down the street was working outside, and he heard pounding. Like, from her door. Oh, wow. And he looked over, and it was the middle of the night, so he was like, you know, kind of watching out for his neighbor, because um, the person that lived there, he was just kind of keeping an eye out for. Right. Her. And there was a pounding on the door. This this client has dogs that lives in the house. None of the dogs made a sound.
1: Right. And if there was somebody really at the door, then the
0: dogs would have been barking. Well, not only that, but there was this pounding that the guy could hear down the street. So, he goes running up to the front door to find out what this person wants, because it's late at night, and he's trying to kind of, you know, protect his neighbor or whatnot. And he says, as he rounds a little walkway to go up to the front door, guy vanishes. And he said it was a gentleman in like all green, had long hair, and just gone. So the client called us out. We came, came back out and started doing an investigation again where um, we came across an ammo box that was given to her. Oh. And that ammo box was the same type of ammo box that they used in Vietnam. Okay. And, um, we had kind of some, uh, some suspicion. Um, so they removed the ammo box from the property. Mm -hmm. Haven't had any more problems. Wow. Yeah. So it, it was obviously something was attached to that ammo box and You know, all sorts of crazy stuff was happening because of something attached to that object. So, definitely when you're doing history research, you want to get into the background of everything. Um, Every dramatic event could cause some sort of imprint. Um, I was doing doing a uh, story on um, Hedley, uh, Row, Hedley Row in Galveston. There was so much history on things that have happened to that place over the years. You had the 1900 hurricane, you had the Civil War, you had, um, child workshops where kids had died, you had the fact that it was used as a, um, morgue or mortuary, or whatever you want to call it, um, during the flood and during, um, uh, yellow fever pandemic. So there are so many things that have been impressed upon that, that building that it does not surprise me that people are seeing uh, hauntings or, or different apparitions and stuff. Uh, yeah. Having all sorts of experiences out there. Um, what about you? You ever had experience with uh, something being attached to? Anything?
1: Well, um, I don't know so much. It was attached to something, but when we lived over across town, and I think we've talked about that in the past, but I, I don't think so much attached to one in particular item.
0: That that's a whole other episode. <laughs>
1: yeah that was an interesting place,
0: and I mean okay also uh if we want to talk about the pro- like property attachments mm-hmm. um the apartments that I used to live in they were an older apartment they built built <laughs> they were built back in the sixties.
1: Do I need to cast out demons <laughs>
0: Um, they were built back in the 60s, and there was a lot of uh, uh, stuff that had happened in that area. In the 60s? No way. <laughs> well, I don't know what happened on the property before the, uh, the apartments were built there. True. But we I, since the property was built, we've heard of several deaths of older people that lived in the property. And, and so we knew... There was something, you know, some things that had happened there, uh, but we started picking up on things like uh, a, a lady that would take on, um, it Came to we started calling her the pink lady, because every time we saw her, she was wearing something pink or, or like a pink muumuu or a pink robe. Okay. And I would see her out of the corner of my eyes. Uh, Dreyer's Dreyer. <laughs> dreas are full on line, yeah line please. uh dreas are full on, and actually thought it was her friend Ashley, and this was like the mi- middle of August, dre was in uh the bathroom, and our bathroom looks you can look right out of our bathroom and out the uh sliding glass door onto the back patio. And at the time, Dre and Ashley were smokers, so they would step out on the back patio to smoke. And she uh, saw Ashley standing out there in her pink robe, smoking a cigarette. And she's like, man, Ashley, I told you to wait for me, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so she, she hurries up, and she steps outside, and Ashley's gone. And she's like, I just saw her out here. So she steps into the other sliding glass door, which goes into the living room area. And Ashley's sitting there on the couch. She looks up at Drea, and she's like, what? She goes, you had to smoke without me. She goes, no. I've been sitting right here. Haven't been out of, you know, been sitting here the whole time. She goes, that bullcrap, you just stepped out on the back patio. I saw you in your pink robe and everything. Nope. She looked at Drea and said, do you see me wearing my pink robe? (laughs) It's August. It's 100 degrees outside. Texas, by the way. You think I'm going to step outside in a pink rope? Sure, why not? Andrea's sitting there, kind of gets a confused look on her face. She goes, wait a second. She goes back into the bathroom, and actually, pink rope is actually hanging up on the door. <laughs> so, nice. yeah. Again, had no clue um, that what was going on. We, we had some ideas that some stuff had happened on the property, but... That stuff really didn't start happening until after we got into ASAP.
1: So, I have a question for you. No. And this is kind of going to boil down to personal questions, I guess. Um, So, if someone dies a natural death, say someone's at home and on hospice and dies of cancer, um, versus somebody who is tragically murdered or committed suicide in the home, do you think it leaves a difference?
0: A different kind of imprint? It possibly leaves a different type of imprint because it's like the person that dies suddenly from a tragic event doesn't always know they're dead. Okay. Whereas a person that passes more than likely knows they're dead, um, but has chosen or for whatever reason was unable to cross over to either, you know, heaven, hell, purgatory, wherever they're supposed to go. Okay. Gotcha. I'm not going to get into a religious
1: argument like about <laughs> that. That's a whole Jeez, no. other book.
0: That's a whole other freaking show. <laughs> it can go on for years. Yeah. Um. By the way, the Jewish had it right. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, it, it's just, it, it does leave a different imprint because I do believe that uh, entities, and again, this is all theories there's no hard evidence And I think of this that's
1: though. the hardest part that people have with it is there is no hard proof, no hard written facts right. of this is this, this is this and it, if it, you see this this means that.
0: And yeah, and and all honesty, um paranormal investigation is still considered a pseudoscience because it's still in, in the building phases. And I mean if you look at one of the biggest uh, contributors to it um, as far as the proper steps to investigations and the proper ways to investigate, you have to look at, at Rick Moran and A.S.P., who actually started back in the early 70s, and they were one of the first paranormal groups in the U.S. So he laid the groundwork for proper investigations, and even your your more famous groups like TAPS and other investigative groups have taken from his teachings and taught them as their own, as far as how to do proper investigation. Right. And I mean, even even Rick went with uh, Ed and Lorne or Ed and Lorraine to a couple of investigations, and he actually came to different conclusions than they did. So, but. Um, yeah, it, it. it's all, it's all based on theory, so it, there's no hard, you can argue one way or the other all day long. It's all very subjective. Right.
1: I may hear something that he doesn't hear, or he'll hear something that I don't hear.
0: And I, I'm talking about, even if you go into the, the theories of mm-hmm. how ghosts are, where they come to be, you know, and, and all this other stuff, there's so many different theories out there. And it's all theories. mm mm-hmm some of it probably more tend to believe in than others it's still just a theory there's nothing that's been proven to be cold hard facts
1: can't really say you're right can't say you're wrong but we can we can show you what we've got we can show and
0: you they, to be honest this video got kind of sidetracked way uh, <laughs> the second st- procedure second step to doing an investigation is definitely look up the history check out the property check out the owners um you want to see about any traumatic events attached to the property any traumatic events attached to the owners um and then you'll go from there as far as well
1: at one point to add to that it's not just that particular property because we did one investigation where Um, there was a tornado that came through the area and within a, I want to say within a 20 mile radius, it could be less than that, more than that. Um, but it seemed like there was a lot of activity just from that tornado coming through. There was a lot of death, a lot of destruction from that. So, you know, at any point within there, you could have some, some type of activity. Oh yeah. So it's not just necessarily that one spot.
0: Yeah, you you definitely want to kind of look at the area, if you will, even like the city.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Especially if it's a smaller town, you want to look at the history of the town. Right, right. If it's a big city like Fort Worth, you kind of have to nullify it to to certain areas. Right. um, No, definitely I know what you're talking about because we did an investigation. There was a cemetery 100 yards away. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of had to include that in on part of the investigation. Again, look up the history, look up the area, um, check out the town, see if anything specific happened in the town. Um, check out the owners, the previous owners, the current owners. Um, and I'll kind of get you started in the right direction as far as what question to ask, um, what you're looking for as far as an investigation, and who might possibly be the people uh, haunting the place. So, definitely look at the history. Anything else to add? I
1: think we covered it all and then some.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so that's going to be it for today's episode. Um, Once again, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, hit the dislike button. Leave me a comment down below. Um,
1: Ideas, suggestions, what do you want to hear about?
0: Exactly. (laughs) Or if you just want to poke fun at me, at least I'll know, you know, someone's paying attention to me out there. That'll work for me, too. Uh, Alright, guys. Thank y'all. Till next time. Peace.